Hello, 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 and welcome back to Release the Podcast, where our model is letting go of things that hold you back. I am Cynthia Haynes. And I'm Harold Weaver. And so on this episode, um, we decided that we were going to talk about emotional IQ, your emotional IQ. I don't necessarily have a passage for this, but I did look up a definition for it. And what it says is that emotional intelligence is the ability to manage both your own emotions and understand emotions of other people around you. Another one says the ability to identify and regulate one's emotions and then understand the emotions of other people. So I want to come from the uh the one where it says to regulate, there has to come to a point in your life when you get to a point, a certain level, certain age to where we should be able to control our emotions and don't wear our emotions on our sleeve. Don't let our emotions or our feelings dictate how we're going to um, make a decision or how we're going to treat somebody. And so if we're talking about that as more in 24, that means that you're going to have to be to a certain uh, level of maturity. That means not necessarily um, in a in just a, a regular sense, but also in your spiritual, all, all the way around. You need to be in a better place, being able to control yourself and not let your feelings or emotions drag you along. Yes, if somebody upset you, okay, they upset you, but you should have enough of the the um fortitude to be able to have a discussion about something that you didn't like, something that somebody offended you with, something that somebody hurt you with, whatever it is, and not walk around having an attitude with people. Things happen but there's a way to act. There's a way to behave, especially when you want um, God to move on your favor. There's a certain way you have to act. That's, I think that links back to how we were talking about your keys. You know, the Bible tells us every day we have to crucify our flesh. We have to crucify that negative attitude, those negative ways, those things that we used to do that carried us in our past. If you're looking for a brighter future, then that means you got to adjust some stuff. You got to do better. You got to come up. You got to raise the bar. And the emotional IQ should be on top of your list, Harold. So when you mentioned to me the topic being emotional IQ, the first thing that came to mind to me was IQ. What does IQ mean? And then I went from there to add emotion to it. So before I get started on, you know, what it means to me, I need the audience that's listening to ask themselves, what does IQ mean to you first? And then just like I did, add emotional IQ to come up with your definition is, come up with what it means to you so you can discuss it going forward, whether or not it makes any sense to you to work on. So for me, like I said, the IQ thing stood out first. And to add the emotion to it, for me, it means the maturity, like Cynthia said, it means the the ability to understand the difference between controlling your emotions and not. The difference between your emotions and comparing or not comparing them to someone else's. The difference between holding your most your emotions handicapped 
in understanding why you can't get out of them. And what I mean by getting out of them, when you start taking things personal, that's emotional. When you start getting angry and disappointed for no apparent reason, that's part of your emotions as well. So this is where the ability comes from to understand what it means to be emotionally fit, to control them, to not get out of control of them, to get yourself in trouble. But that's what emotions usually do that you can't control. It gets you in places that you can't get out. You end up saying things and doing things that you end up regretting because you had no control or at least enough control over those emotions. So that's where the IQ comes into play. That's where you have to understand what IQ means so you can put it and implement it in the emotional part of what we're talking about today. What is your IQ? What is your your history? What is your experience with your emotions, whether or not you can remember where you lost them, where you fell into them, or where you know that you were in control of them at one time, but as you got older, you lost them? Think about that. Emotions is one of them things that, that vary. Emotions are one of them things that at one time you can feel like you have all the control in them that you can think of until that one incident, that one situation, that one relationship hits you out of nowhere that you wasn't expecting, that you thought you was ready for until you wasn't. Now we're talking about emotions again. Now we're talking about the emotions IQ thing where either you're ready for that level, for that scenario, or you're not. But these are the things we can talk about now to prepare ourselves for or better prepare ourselves for as they come, when they come, because they're going to come. If you haven't had them yet, you will. If you have had them, hopefully you learn from them, which would what? Amplify your IQ. Up your IQ, like Cynthia said. Up your level of understanding. Up everything that you need to do so you can stay out of your emotions, at least the negative part of your emotions. So you can control them when need to to stay out of trouble. So ask yourself again, what is your emotional IQ? What is the control that you believe that you have in your emotions? Think about how your emotions have already treated you, how your emotions have already affected you from where you've been to where you are now. Think about that. Use your examples of any time that you can remember being overly emotional about something to the point where you don't even remember how you handled it. You don't even remember how you got through it. All of that is all of that falls under the category of emotions. So when we start talking about the IQ, we're talking we're talking about the levels. We're talking about the experience. We're talking about the history. How did we handle them now? How did how did we handle them then? And how are we handling them now? This is where the IQ comes into play. Basically, what we're saying is you can always get better. You don't have to be comfortable. You don't have to be stuck. You don't have to feel like you can't do or get any better because that's individual intent itself. You have to under, you have to believe in yourself to believe that you can do better with yourself. And that's across the board. Not just to stop at your emotions, but your feelings, your character, your principles. All of that is controlled at some time or another, by your IQ. Think about that. If you think hard and long, you'll figure it out, and you'll be able to tell yourself whether or not you can get better, and then you go for it. You probably will. Come on, Sam. So um, 
I kind of was talking, to, we kind of talked about this because Sunday um, I went to church and the pastor was talking, he brought up, a, a, we're going on a series about the IQ, emotional IQ. And one thing that he talked about was that when, when we were talking about this maturity thing, you have to set uh, boundaries. And if you've never told somebody your boundaries, then you can't expect somebody to know your boundaries. You can't expect somebody not to cross you because you never told them that there was a line that you um, didn't accept things. So a part of your maturity is letting people know how to treat you, telling people what you're going to accept and what you're not going to accept. You know, picking your friends, choosing the ones who you know you can talk to, that you can trust. And one example he used, he was saying that, you know, I could be friends with Harold and Harold is friends with um, Eddie, but me and Eddie don't like one another. But that has nothing to do with me and Harold's relationship. But Harold should already know that whatever I tell Harold, he ain't got no business telling Eddie what I'm telling him. My name shouldn't even come up in their conversation because Harold already know me and Eddie don't do each other. So when somebody cross you like that and you find out Eddie talking about you because Harold has said some of your stuff to Eddie, then right there you should already know that, well, I can't trust Harold. I can't tell Harold things because Harold is going to go back and tell Eddie stuff. So I can't give him that trust because he already showed me that he don't he didn't deserve to get it. Um, another thing he was he talked about was that um, just because family is your family, it doesn't mean that you have to um, share all your stuff with family. Sometimes there's times you have to cut stuff with family because they might be too toxic. Mm. You know, he was saying some family you can't invite to your house because they have so much negative energy. You don't want that in your house. You don't want that around you. But just because they got that label of family, you give them a pass. But no, that's what the uh, the uh, maturity, the IQ level to know when you need to lead people around. And um, he talked about, you know, how sometimes we have a habit of cutting people off. We just we just cut y'all. And he was saying that um, that's fine and dandy, but it comes to a point where um, a lot of that you can control because if I already know that every time I talk about a certain subject, this individual that I'm around has a certain attitude. They start getting negative because I'm having certain conversations with them. I already know how they are. So then why am I going to uh, try to come at them that way when I already know what the result is going to be? So you set your own self up when you already know this person's character. And then you act like it's going to be something different every time you go and talk to them. It ends up being the same thing. And so it comes a point that you already know how they're going to act. So that means that you don't come to them like that because you already know the answer. So I think that this IQ thing um, with the emotions is something that not only as adults that we need to teach this to our children, too, because, you know, they look at us. And when we're talking to them, we need to be able to share this with them to show them how to appropriately um, 
use their um, emotions in a in a positive way. Let them know that it's okay to say, I didn't like that this happened. But you talk about it and you then you move on. You don't hold on to it. And I think that's the biggest problem is that we hold on to a lot of things that we should have just let it just pass on by and keep it moving. Harold. I think the, the uh, biggest point you made right then was our children and the fact that they're listening, they're hearing, they're seeing, they're feeling just about every and anything that we give them to. So if we don't sit down with them more often than not and have these conversations, maybe not to this level of adulthood, but just some type of conversation that we can talk to them and get how they feel and help them through these feelings to touch on their emotions so we can start now and teach them how to control them mm-hmm. before they get to the point of uncontrolled. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's happening. But our children that's losing control, our children that's just losing their minds, feeling like they got to take their lives. These are the conversations that I feel that if we have more of to talk about the emotions, mm-hmm. that we have more of that we can work on their IQ based off our IQ that we know, whether it's little or large, is better than theirs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's more prepared than theirs. It's more mature than theirs. But that alone is enough to have the conversation with them, just to see where they're at with theirs, mm-hmm. to help them grow theirs. Just like our parents, I hope, or someone in our lives, I hope, helped us grow ours, helped us still to this day strengthen ours. I know I try to. I try to strengthen my own. I try to help people that I feel like are listening and that are willing to have the ability to still grow on theirs as well. We can all help each other. In some form or fashion, I still believe. Mm-hmm. But our children, they can't do it by themselves. And the ones that have, look where they end up. Mm-hmm. Hmm? We all got to have somewhere to start that we can look back and say, that's where it started. Mm-hmm. That's what got me where I'm at today. That's what got me through what I wouldn't have gotten through by myself. And that's what we're here now to do for our children. We got to have these conversations concerning emotions concerning uh, disappointments, concerning responsibility, all the things that we learn coming up, we got to continue to teach even more so now. If if for no other reason, because of social media. Right now, social media is raising our children. Mm -hmm. And you see where that's gotten us? Mm -hmm. Look at social media and look at what we're doing. Basically, the same thing that we got done to us without it is what social media is doing now to our children without us. Mm-hmm. And that's what's taking us out. Believe it or not. That's what's taking us out. The emotional IQ is being taught to our children by the social media. Mm-hmm. We got to come between that. Mm-hmm. We got to stop that. We got to do our best, if anything else, to prevent it from affecting them as much as it has. Mm-hmm. And that's where this emotional IQ comes into play. The social media has taken us, the social media has taken it out of our hands to control to the point now where it's controlling it. And this is where we're losing our children as a whole. And, and some even the adults mm-hmm. are falling to it. Mm-hmm. So what we're saying, what we're talking about this. Work on your emotional IQ if you need to. Help someone work on theirs. But you're not even going to be able to do that until you can sit down with them and explain to them what that means. 
explain to them how important it is to know what it means, to do something about it, to work on it, to get better at it. These are the conversations that we got to have now. It's now or never. I'm telling you, it's now or never. Because it's only getting worse. It's at the point now where they're talking about shutting down Sophie altogether to a certain age. How crazy is that? How crazy is that? And like I said, and like I say all the time, these are just things that's coming out now that they've already looked at, that they've already projected that was going to be out of control way before it got to this point. But somehow, some way, it got out anyway. Because we all know money runs everything. If you got it, enough of it, you're going to get whatever you want. And this is what's controlling us right now, the social media of the people that have the money to keep it going. And all it's doing is taking our children out and some of our, uh, some of us adults mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Emotionally, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's taking us out. Mm-hmm. And this is where the IQ comes into play that you got to use if you have it to keep sane, hmm? mm-hmm. to keep whole, to keep mm-hmm. the faith. Mm-hmm. Hope is still alive, yeah. but it's going to take us mm-hmm. to keep it there. Mm-hmm. Come on, Sam. And I think, you know, sometimes, like you said, um, we have to be our biggest fan. And when things are not looking the way we want them to look, then we need to start speaking to ourselves and saying, it's going to be all right. This is going to pass. And it might not feel good at the moment, but it's just a moment. And I think that's what uh, messes a lot of us up is because that one moment uh, continues to linger on. Not because of uh, the situation, but because of our mindset, because of the way we are dealing with it, it lingers and, and it just it just uh, feels like it's forever. But when you recognize that this is just a moment, let me see what I can get from this. This is going to help me to mature. This is going to help me to grow. The one thing that uh, me and my uh, the middle daughter was talking about because they're in the process of buying a house was that it was some some obstacles that came up. But she said, you know, in the other time, they would have been upset. They would have been stressing about it. They would have been worrying. But she got to the point where she got her IQ up. So now when she sees something happens, she said, okay, I'm going to take this in prayer. I'm about to find me some scriptures. I'm about to pray on it. And it's going to change. And then she recognizes the spirit behind it. She recognizes that it's not that individual. It's the spirit that's running that individual. And you, when you recognize that, then that's what you that's what you coming up against. Not the person, but that spirit. Mm-hmm. And you take it in prayer and you handle it. You still treat people right. You don't have to be nasty with nobody. You be straightforward with them. You let them know that they're not going to run over you. But there's a way you can do that as well where it's not just negative and it's just not so nasty. Right? Mm-hmm. So, like we say, you know, I think this is a very good um, topic, something to think about. If you're if you're coming into situations and you don't like the way you handle it, you know, after it's over, now you're beating yourself up, then take that into account and say, I'm gonna do something different. I'm not gonna be that person. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring my IQ, my emotional IQ up. I'm gonna regulate. I'm gonna self-regulate, right? I'm gonna um, get it under control. And I'm going to change how I respond. I'm going to change how I um, think about it. And I'm going to do something different. There's more in 2024, but you got to be in the right position 
in order to get the more. You got something else? Okay. So um, I hope that this gave you something to um, think about, meditate on, share it with somebody else. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, any topics you want us to talk about, um, please reach out to us at releasepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, rate us on the apps that you're listening to us on and just share, share this these episodes with, with friends, with families, with whoever. Let us pray. Father God, we're going to ask something different this week. We're going to ask you to cover us all, cover us all as a people, because right now we at war. A lot of people don't realize just how serious it is at this point. There's war outside. There's war inside. There's war around the corner. People are not paying attention. People are not seeing, feeling, or hearing it. But we know the ones that believe in you, the ones that have faith in you, the ones that know that you're going to cover us as long as we lean on you. So we're asking you to cover us all, even the ones that don't believe, even the ones that don't want to believe. We need you anyway. We need you anyway. Don't just strengthen us each week for this podcast. Strengthen us just to be alive, seeing and looking for another. That's what we're asking this week. That's what we're asking from you going forward. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Next week.